Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. Today, I am stoked to be sitting down with my friend and coach, Alexandra Caval. Alexandra works with Grace-Based Christian Coaching, which is an amazing service for just about anybody. If you're not quite sure what in the world coaching is, or maybe you've heard a little bit about it, but want some clarity, we actually have an episode solely dedicated to Christian coaching, what it is, who they serve, and a little bit behind the scenes of what Alexandra does specifically in episode 20 with Allie herself. But in case you needed a refresher real quick, Christian coaching is future-focused, whereas maybe, for example, counseling would be past-focused and oriented. This is more, instead of dealing with your past, this is focusing on your future, which I love so much. It's action-oriented. There's always some next steps and best practices that you're leaving with tangibly to help in your life. It really brings what's from my head into my heart so I can make that connection. We include a prayer. We pray before and after every single time. Truly, it kind of just creates this breathing room and grace space for the Holy Spirit to speak into my life and in my current circumstance, or maybe something I'm anticipating to walk through. Alexandra loves to serve Christian women who are leaders in their community, maybe people that are high achievers and motivated to make big things happen. These are the people that are running hard, but want to be sure they're running in the right direction. She really helps me process overwhelm. She makes me prioritize things that are most important. She helps me figure out how to live my life in the most intentional way. So if you want to a little bit more information about Christian coaching or maybe with Alexandra specifically, you can head over to our show notes and a link will be there where you can get lots more information or even book your own coaching call with Alexandra herself. So today we're doing all of the above specifically with me and this feels super vulnerable. You're going to hear me talk about things in my life that I don't mind people listening to. They're kind of digging to those deeper places of intention and meeting and practicality so I can walk in tomorrow with a little bit more confidence knowing I'm going in the direction Christ is calling me. I think it's no surprise there's a lot of redirecting and transition happening in life right now. If you're new around here, welcome. My name is Rachel. I'm a little crazy. There's a lot of things happening that I cannot wait to clue you in on. But to give you a little bit more context and hindsight, my husband and I got married three years ago, so we're kind of hitting this routine, which is really fun and new, but we're anticipating a big transition in the next few months with him heading off to training to become a pilot in the military. So being a military already kind of keeps you on your toes in all circumstances. More than that, I feel like a lot of my friendships are going through transition with coming to Birmingham, Alabama, my friends kind of moving in and out of different seasons of their lives as well, getting married, you know, all the things. And then there's a huge transition that just happened here on Behind the Bliss, where my best friend, Mary Scott Mercer, transitioned out in obedience, and we are now championing each other in our own direction, but that's really hard. So last week, we shared what that looks like for us with her transitioning out. This week, hopefully, might give you a little bit more future-minded focus about what my life will now look like with all these transitions happening at once. What better timing to walk through Christian coaching than right now? So Welcome. I'm pulling back the veil, inviting you into what this looks like and giving you a taste of what Christian coaching looks like so maybe it can help you and your walk and area of life, whatever it may look like. So without further ado, here's my conversation slash Christian coaching session with Alexandra Caval. So we get to chat for your Christian coaching session today. 
And as always, just kind of like to talk and share a little bit about what's on your mind to use this next um, time together for. So I obviously am going through a lot of transition with Behind the Bliss, with um, I think life right now looks a lot more available than it ever has before. And I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, it kind of causes me to stop and ponder and make sure that what I'm spending my time while I'm available, um, if if I'm using my time well. And I think that's my biggest, I don't know, place of anxiety is figuring out I have this great time on my hands. I'm so I'm I'm so grateful that I can work from home, be available for myself and for my husband and our family right now. But I think just because my personality naturally, I like to achieve and do things. And so it's hard for me to sit still and rest. So I feel like I'm always in this constant tension of, am I resting and doing rest well, or am I being lazy and not doing anything or not getting anything done? And then whenever I am working, quote unquote, I'm thinking, am I overworking Am I just doing busy work to feel like I'm working? And so I think um, I'm just working through this season and making sure that it's used well and I'm stewarding what the Lord's given me well. And I think that comes with um, more anxiety and pressure than freedom for me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So with, with everything happening, like you said, you have some more time, um, but you want to make sure you're really stewarding that additional time. Well, right. And that Mm -hmm. be, it can, there can be a lot of good done in that time, right? You're a doer, you get things done, but you also want to be cautious to sit still to rest um, and to consider how to use it effectively. Is that right? Yep. Exactly. Excellent. And then so specifically, what would you want to walk away with today, Rachel? Um, if we did what, if you got clarity on what, maybe what, what would feel like a success for you? I think having peace and confirmation um, with what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. I think, I don't know, this sounds so cheesy, but I just really need to be affirmed. And um, I think I've been championing a lot of people which is so fun. I love doing it, but, and people champion me so well. Um, but I want someone that can cut through, can cut through some things and say, no, okay, this, I do see this as a red flag, or I do see this as something that you should celebrate. And to have a third party, I mean, we're great friends, but in this setting, a third party person to say, I think that is truth. And I think this is something you should pray harder or just like maybe discern further, it would be a success to me. I love it. Okay. So peace and confirmation with what's next, um, maybe along the lines to what, what paths to keep walking down. And then if there are any hesitations or um, anything coming up that maybe is more of a question mark to just be aware of that and perhaps explore that, that would, that would feel good. Yep. And which doors do I need to shut? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's just as an important of a question than which ones to continue to walk down. Yeah, love that. Okay, great. So to kind of get us started, as you think about this too, um, maybe to understand what we're looking at, um, would this be from a personal sense, professional sense, kind of what are the guardrails that you've got as we think about diving on in? Good question. It's funny you ask because I do feel like a lot of my professional life sometimes overlaps into my personal life. Mm -hmm. So that that could be one of the things I'd have to 
cut off. <laughs> that could be one of the red flags. No, but I think if we stuck with personal, I think that'd be refreshing because I think a lot of life right now has seemed professional. Yeah. Okay, great. So as you kind of think about this, what's next in the personal space? What are some of the thoughts that immediately come to mind? Hmm. Things that you mean that I'm grateful for or like things I think I'm doing well or things that I just would want to maybe chat through? Things that you'd like to chat through, right? As you consider what's next as you're going down the path, um, things that you're feeling confident about, even the things that you aren't, and we'll kind of just lay it all out and then explore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I mean, my personal life is made up of a lot of things, one being my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a household and like creating a space for people is really important for me. Um, friendships mm-hmm. and I mean, I obviously have and love my family. They're just are very far. I wish that they were more a part of my day to day, but I will say family too. Cause I want to make sure I do that. Well, yeah, yeah. Those are good ones. Okay. Marriage, household, um, family, those all come friends. Those all come to mind. And as you think mm-hmm. about those, what are some of the ones that you, you would give yourself an A on right now? Okay. Good question. Um, right now I think that Thomas and I are doing really well at marriage. Oh, sometimes it scares me saying that. Cause I'm like, Oh no, what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> but like, I just think that we have fit, um, this season really well. And we've gotten into this really cool stride and figuring out and studying each other has become fun rather than something we have to do or something that makes life easier. And we've been able to, um, almost like anticipate each other's needs or thoughts or desires because we've been diligent in studying each other. And so I feel like we are in a more enjoyable season right now than a marriage is an obligation season, which it's, we've had those seasons before. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I feel like I'm doing really well in marriage. I don't know. You'd have to ask Thomas his opinion. I'm like, I, I'm probably feeling like I'm doing great. And Thomas is like, we'll chat later. Just kidding. I, I think we're doing great. Um, and that's awesome. And to your point though, that might be a great question to ask, right? Like this yeah. is what I'm thinking and feeling. Are we, you know, in, in sync? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think that right now the, working from home season has really helped the household and the hosting and having people nice. over. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling confident in, in that area and being able to, I don't know, create a space to rest well and, and have Thomas come home and like be excited about being here. And, and it sounds really shallow, but having just, you know, clean laundry and like warm food on the table and, um, means a lot to him. And I've learned that. And so, naturally it's become really important to me too. And I don't feel like I've always done that well, but create some space for other people to join us. So I think that that's an A as well. Wow. Okay, great. So, so far I've heard there were, would you say the friends is its own separate category? Does that kind of fit into the household side of things? Yeah, I think it merges, but it might be more separate. Okay. Okay. So you've got an A in household, A in marriage. What would you, let's just go with it, right? If we do a A, B, C, D, F, where would you say your family and your friends would be at rating? I think my family would be a B. Okay. 
because did you want me to maybe explain why it's that grade two? Yeah, would that help? Okay. Um, I feel like my family is a B because we are going, I mean, oh my gosh, my family has been going through transition since like 2006. We just have yeah. never known like a normal, normal season. And um, it's really been shaken up recently with okay. my mom got remarried to this really great guy and he brought in two kids. And so my mom went from three kids to five kids overnight wow. and um, they are young, very young, like middle school, high school. So she's very attentive towards them, which I love so much. Um, but I think that it's, it's kind of caused me to have to maybe come 60% and her come 40%. And sometimes I forget. (laughs) And, um, I think just because my family is spread all out, it's nice because it creates some distance and we're all able to have ownership over our own things and our own people and seasons. Mm. Um, so I think that that's really healthy for all of us. Um, and that's, I'm confident in it and we all visit each other and I love our time with one another, but I would say it's not an A because, um, I think I could take responsibility for communication and being more in contact and having more conversation than just what did you do today? And what did you make for dinner last night? Like, I would want to know, Hey, like we are struggling with or here's how you could pray for um so that I would I would want I would want that piece and then it would be an A. Yeah, okay, so it sounds like some simple things, right? But yeah, when you kind of dig deeper rather than the just the which is sweet too, knowing that it's surface day-to-day pieces, there's some connection that comes there. Um but to kind of play off of that a little bit more, what what would that look like um, specifically if you wanted to take this from like a B to a B plus or an A minus um, as you really played that out? I think it would look like me stuck. Okay. So I do this thing where if mm-hmm. there's some people that they call me and I call them and it's great. And like we have phone conversations on commutes and things like that. But then there's other family members who I think they wait for me to call them or vice versa. And so then there's no communication Um, or we call one another when we need information rather than just conversation. And I would want to take responsibility over that. Okay. Um, Nice. I think that could make it a B minus at least or a B plus, A minus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's. That's good. And when would you want to even start to commit to doing your, you know, very first step of that change of pace? Um, tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, I just going to get on it. Well, I think that is an easy issue to solve. You know, it's like, it's, it's yeah, easy it is. something to go ahead and start tackling. I don't have to have resources or anything no. else besides just the desire in a phone. So yeah. And if you do that thinking, you know, down the line, if let's say that's something that that's shifted in you, maybe over the next three years, how do you anticipate things changing if this is a new kind of habit that you adopt? Oh gosh. And so that's why I think <laughs> I would want to get this habit in place because I mean, Thomas and I would love to have children one day and yeah. I would think in the next three years we would, we would probably have one. Um, Lord willing or two, I mean, who knows, honestly, but, um, 
But I can imagine that adding a child or just starting a family can probably complicate that type of thing. So I would want to make sure that this habit is in place so that we are in a routine or that people can at least feel more loved by me than maybe they do right now. Um, So that when this other human comes into the family, um, there can be this more, there can be like maybe a, a higher level of grace because they know the foundation that's already there. That's perfect. And what a good motivation to just really get steeped in this right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Okay. So that's family. And then the other category to kind of dive into is friends. What would you rate yourself with there? So some days I think I am a B and some days I feel like I'm a C and some days I feel like I'm an A and I don't know. I feel like friendship is really good, but really hard. Um, because not all your friends know each other, like your family knows each other, you know, it adds like this whole new dynamic. And I feel like I haven't really mastered friendship from long distance. Well, like I did really great with friends. I feel like in college when we were all, you know, living in an apartment next to each other, or I did really well with friends that are here in Birmingham that we're in small group with that we like have on the same street as us. And it's really based around convenience for me. And I see that I can identify it as an issue. So my friends that maybe aren't as close um, or maybe have a busier lifestyle or maybe just a completely different lifestyle than me, um, I think it's it's hard to maintain that relationship. And so there's, yeah, some days like I'll have friends visit me on weekends or I'll go visit them on a girl's weekend or we'll be able to cheer each other on a marriage. And, And that I feel like I'm an A, but in like the non-holiday, everyday, whatever, like I wish I thought more to, to write them a letter or to send them something or to leave them a voice memo, but that just isn't, I don't know. That's not that friendship relationship isn't at the forefront of my mind. And so that's why yeah. I feel like it could be a B minus or a C plus some days. Okay. Okay. And as you kind of think about that and consider it, um, how, how committed would you say are you to making a change there or do you feel good about where it's at? Yeah, I do. I think there's some friends that I would lean towards making this change with faster because I feel like they would be more responsive to this change. And then I think there's other friends that I love so much that like I was really close with and I don't know, something happened, maybe nothing happened, just time happened and we've grown more distanced. And so now it would be super, I don't know. I feel like it would be super awkward if I just reached out of the blue and was like, Hey, but I do pray for that friend. So that's why I feel like friendships are iffy and there's not, like I said, it's different than family for me because my family knows one another. So I don't, I kind of get this false sense of intimacy with my family because my mom could tell me what my brother's doing without me having to call my brother. But because my friends are from all different seasons, not all my friends know each other, not all my friends like each other, that it makes it more complicated to feel like everyone's included. Okay. Okay. So as you think about that, right, it's kind of a messy one because like you're saying, friendship, it's different. It's different compared to family. Everyone knows and everyone's connected. So when you think of that area and you think of maybe by the end of the year, let's say December, what, what success would be there? What would you want to, what kind of parameters might you want to give yourself? Hmm. Good question. 
Um, gosh, and that's the thing too. I kind of want to dive into and yes. ask you to speak into. Whenever I think of this, I think natural for my personality, it's easy for me to think like I'll make a to do list. I'll set a reminder. Like I will, you know, put something on my calendar to call someone, and I will, and I love that. But I wish that I didn't have to have the reminder. I wish I didn't have to have the it on my to-do list to make it happen. And so for you, do you feel like it, do you now, I don't know. I don't know how to measure health and friendship. I know it sounds so crazy, but I like it yeah. for you. Do you feel like it's, it does take having to create discipline? I mean, I know the answer to this, but I feel like it's going to have to take mm-hmm. discipline to create the habit. And then when the habit's there, then the the desire for the habit will start to grow. And so I guess right now success is creating some kind of routine. Oh, I hate routine and friendship. But <laughs> that sounds awful. Oh, no, but just creating some kind of routine. So I at least can create some kind of consistency and my friends can count on me. Okay. And so that's a valid feeling though, right? It's, it's friendship and the routine with friendship for you feels like maybe icky or just uncomfortable, right? You yeah, don't Cause it hasn't things- always been that way, you know? So okay. I, I've known, I've known sporadic, really good, healthy friendship. And I think now that just because I live with a man and I don't want to hang out with him a hundred percent, he, I, I love Thomas, but I can't count yeah. on him to be my friend, my only friend. And I feel like our friends are convenient. We have some really, really awesome friends right now. And that's why I'm like, I struggle between am I an A or am I an F? I don't know because I have really great friends that I love so much. And then I'm really struggling in other relationships. And I'm seeing the difference between how I measure health is convenience. Like, are they convenient to be friends with or not? And that found, that sounds so twisted. I'm just being honest. Um, and that's not how I choose my friends. It's just, that's how I feel like my health in my friendships is measured is I, I mean, if you asked me to make a list of my top five friends right now, it'd be the people I probably saw the most recently, not the people that maybe have had the most relational equity in my life. And that's what I want to change. Yes. Okay. And what a like good recognition realization too, like knowing that about yourself. I'm, I'm doing great with people who I see often who it's easy, right? You're thriving there. And that's a really mm-hmm. thing you want to hold on to that. But it sounds like as you're thinking, you know, where the change would be, it's those long distance friendships um, that you're maybe feeling nudged to pour into a little bit more. Is that right? Yes. And so as you think about that, great. What, what would Rachel, what's really at the heart of it? That you're like, I feel like this is one of my next steps because this. I feel like this is one of my next steps because I have been in seasons before where life happens really hard and mm-hmm. I have needed those friends. And then I've also been and like needed those friends as in like I was really lonely, but I didn't have anyone as close to me to know that I was really struggling, maybe besides Thomas, but maybe I was struggling with Thomas and he couldn't be yeah. that person for me. And then I've been in other hard seasons of life where I had like a tribe, like a, a army of people and I know the difference. And so part of it, half of it is selfish. And I'm like, I would want people to call if, life fell apart tomorrow. But then the other half of it is, I feel like more selfless of like, well, what if my friend's life is falling apart and I don't even know? 
So I feel like this responsibility, and that's why I feel like I have the desire to kind of get this train back on track. And I don't know, I feel like I'm sounding more of a failure than maybe I am. Like my friends will probably listen and be like, are you kidding me? You're an amazing friend. I don't know. I don't know. There's no way to like measure good friendship because, I mean, unless you ask your friend, how am I doing as your friend, which maybe I should start doing. I don't know. Yeah. And what do you think some of them would say if you had to pick a couple themes? I think some of them would say, you're doing great. Um, Like I have three at the top of my head that they'd be like, what are you talking about? You just did fill in the blank for me or um, you just affirmed me or you just, you know, were vulnerable and led me in vulnerable. I don't know. And then I feel Mm -hmm. like other friends would be like, Rachel, who? (laughs) Because we haven't talked in so long. So I, I, I guess I just need to ask my mm-hmm. friends. And with the ones that I know what they would say, I probably need to be either more comfortable and more confident and know that I'm doing yeah. well. Yeah. And in the ones that I know that they would say, like, we haven't talked in a long time, but they mean a lot to me. I need to make the effort with those and stop waiting for them to make the effort. Yeah. Wow. And that takes a, I mean, to use those boards, you just have vulnerability, right? To be able to. Mm-hmm take the first step that can be scary or uncomfortable and you don't know if they're in the place or not that they're willing to receive that so just want to praise you and applaud you for that because that is not always easy thanks and yeah but then there's my pride and i'm like i don't want to get rejected or i don't want to leave a really thoughtful voicemail and not even call Uh me back and so that's where i guess i have to be humbled and be like it doesn't matter if they recognize it or not because i yes I love recognition. Like if Thomas said, I love that you folded the laundry. I'm like, good. At least you noticed. No one would have to tell me I folded laundry, but it means a lot to me. So that's why I think rejection is so much harder because it's the complete opposite of recognition. And um, yeah. Yeah. And so if that does, let's just say happen, you know, you call five people back and you have four really good conversations, but one of the girls, you just, it's crickets. So how would you prepare your heart um, if that were to happen? I think I just would have to know that I was obedient and sometimes just being obedient is enough. Um, And I keep getting brought back to um, (laughs) this whole conversation I've heard in my head. I have an audience Mm -hmm. of one which is what my dad and my mom used to always tell me. Like, it doesn't matter. You have an audience of one. Um, And knowing that, like, I by when I say I love God, that means I have to love his people too. And if I don't feel like I'm loving his people well, even the ones that are easiest to love, like friends, not even strangers, then I need to step my game up a little bit. That's amazing. And wow, God is speaking direct wisdom to you. This is what I wanted out of this conversation. (laughs) through this conviction and your parents' words. Um, that's beautiful. I love this for you. And so great. So that's a great thing to keep in mind and to stick out. And I think you definitely have a point, right? When we have discipline, we do something, it kind of, you know, it, it builds up our heart and our thirst for it a lot of times. Like I'll hear people say that a lot with God's word, for example, right? It might be hard to get into initially. And then once they start doing it, you just thirst for more and more. And this could be just like that. Um, but then also there's the other side of things where it's sometimes you need the motivation 
um, to be able to get going. So making sure to look at it from that angle too. I heard you saying, right, as well, what's, what's kind of your because, and it's pouring, being able to pour into someone, right? That's what created for that community and to serve um, and share our gifts with others. But then also knowing we're going to need to receive it too, right? You've had challenging times in life and you want to prepare, right? Well, you're in a great, great spot. Um, So how might you keep that, you know, the pouring into and pouring out your purpose? How might you keep that in mind as you step forward um, with, with pouring into these long-term, long-distance friendships in a new way? I think back to this um, one, and I think back to this one memory where I asked one of my really great friends to be in my wedding and she was shocked because she wasn't expecting to be in my wedding because we weren't recent friends, but she had the relational equity that I knew she'd be a part of the rest of my life with me. Mm. And, um, and we talk more today than we did back then. But I think of that and like the health that came from me asking her to be a part of my life, whether it was a big moment like my wedding or mm-hmm. my ride home from the grocery store. Like I just want them to be a part of my life. I think that that memory can be motivation mm-hmm. and almost like a promise of what can happen when I take a first step and mm-hmm. ask someone a question or give them a call and even though they might not be expecting it and it might be shocking for the both of us that it could result in friendship, which could also result in confidence and prayer. And I think that's it too. Another motivation is I, as much as I want to be praying for people, I want people to be praying for me. And um, when you have like a warrior, like a a prayer warrior group around you that's praying for you. I feel more protected and more secure and confident. And I think that maybe some of the anxieties or the lack of confidence or insecurities I have could um, be aided by having people more part of my life, but that can only happen if I invite them. So I think um, the need and the obvious desire and for prayer is a good motivation, but then also more tangibly that memory of not wanting my friends to be so shocked that I want them a part of my life. That's good. That's powerful stuff right there. Thanks. I'm like, it's not me. It's coming to my mind for some reason. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, okay, Jesus. Gr- good. Great. Okay. So we talked through some of these areas. You've got a few A's, you've got a few B's and you know, doing pretty well overall. Right. And so as we think about what's next, going back to your initial wanting, you know, peace, wanting confirmation, what would you say, Rachel, if anything, you might want to, um, intentionally lay aside in this next chapter. Hmm. Could you clarify a little bit? Yes. So sometimes kind of like we were talking about earlier with the open and closed doors, right? So sometimes we know there are paths that we need to walk down and sometimes others we might want to keep on going down a path where he's trying to shut the door and we're trying (laughs) to push it back open. Right. So it can be, you know, we just want to be aware of what we might want to stop doing as much as we're starting or continuing doing. Hmm. I think I specifically in friendships or is this now everything going back to the bigger picture for your personal life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can talk myself out of anything. 
(laughs) or into anything. And it's really hard for me to keep promises to myself, but I can keep promises to other people. And um, so I think I would want to stop making excuses. This sounds like one of those New Year's resolution Pinterest boards right now. I'm sorry. But like I would want to stop making excuses Mm -hmm. for myself. So um, that just as much as I want to invest in other people and relationships and friendships, that it would also be – I would allow myself the freedom and permission to – honor my own commitments to myself, um, which is sometimes really hard for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so in that pattern, right, that we've, we've all got our patterns that we've created that are healthy and probably not as healthy. And so, you know, you're saying that the excuses can be something that can tend to come up. Um, so as you kind of think about that, what's tempting to just say, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to make an excuse in the moment and go down that path. Hmm. Um, with my health, mm-hmm. uh, that one's easy. Um, I think, I think with my, and this is kind of where the profession kind of digs into personal too, is um, even like with my time management, it's really easy for me to, for some reason, it's easier for me to work than do rest. Yeah. Um, and so like if Thomas is out of town one weekend, like I'll pass the time by working through the weekend and then won't really take a step back to realize like when I choose to work on Saturday and Sunday, one, I'm not having, I don't have a Sabbath, but two, I'm working five, 10, I'm working 12 days in a row. So it's not really like I'm giving up two days. I'm really giving up 12 days because they don't have time to rest. And I don't think that in the moment, but then I get burnt out and really, really tired at week two and can't figure out why it's hard for me to rest or stop or I'm mm-hmm. like zombie mode. And it's probably because I just haven't honored my commitment to rest and clock out. So, um, so that's where the professional dips into the personal of, um, I feel like there's, there's a hard, hard, hard lot. Like there's, very blurred line between the two because I do work from home. I work with my best friend. I Mm. do all these things that it's easy for personal and professional to blend. But now that you know, and people know that Mary Scott's stepping away, I think that that is one of the things that I'm looking forward to about it is that I no longer, you know, have to answer the phone or call her and be like, this is a friendship call or like this is yeah a behind the bliss call. It can just be a friend call, which I think could help me feel more confident in the friendship aspect too. Um, but I think that the separation is going to be nice and that um, if we have a team and whenever other people get brought on, it can be like a, a more professional than personal relationship because I would need that boundary. But um Yes, I think I would, to answer your question, I feel like I'm finally getting back around to it. Um, To answer your question, I do think that I need to create more of a boundary between my personal and my professional life. And then with that, allow myself to rest and um, honor my commitments I've made to myself, even if it looks like taking a longer lunch break or finishing the day early or starting it late so that I can 
get in that quiet time or get in that workout or go to breakfast with Thomas because he has time or something. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you anticipate that God might use these extra moments of um, rest or pause that you're taking him up on? Well, it's funny you should ask because I feel like a pattern I've seen in my time in the word has been um, that when you do rest, you're actually, you're, you're gaining something rather than losing something. Um, mm-hmm. and whenever you are working, 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 it's really easy to take your eyes off of the target. And so you can become precise, but you lose accuracy. And I want to make sure that, and what I can anticipate coming from my time resting and doing that well and following through with these things is that, I would then create more space in my heart and my mind to focus on the things that matter so that whenever I do clock in or get back to my computer, it's not next on my to-do list. I can start doing my to-do list intentionally because I had the time to step away and value coming back to it. But I can't, I can't have that if it's just a hustle, you know? Yes. That is so good. That is so good. And an analogy that it kind of makes me think of is right? We can kind of have a general sense of the direction. Let's say we're going on a road trip that's six hours away. We know we have to go, let's say, south, but wouldn't we much rather do it with the GPS, right? Wouldn't we much rather do it with God telling us this is, you maybe are going in the generally right direction, but you need to take this step. And then we've got this step for you and then that step. So you end up in the right place and do it more quickly, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then two other things to maybe kind of consider or think about just little sayings, if you will, um, that I know have been powerful um, that hopefully if, if they're great for you, use them. If it's not the best fit, just lay it aside. Um, but one, Rachel, is someone had said, you got to slow down to speed up. That's good. Loved it. And then the other thing that kind of just God spoke to me a couple weeks ago, because this is definitely, this is a challenge. It's a real challenge, especially when we're so go, go, go and achievement oriented. Um, but simply like pausing is productive. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple things, a couple things to just consider and let soak into your, your heart. But I love that God has been speaking to you this in your quiet time. And like you said, it's in scripture. It's biblical. Yeah. And, um, because of that, this is a side note, really funny. I think you'll like it, mm-hmm. but, um, I was walking through target the other day and they have, um, these really fun, funky, like gold table lamps and they all have like different animals, like a peacock or whatever. They have a sloth and I got the sloth <laughs> one for my office to remind me to slow down. Wow. That is <laughs> Isn't that amazing. Funny? I, I know. love that. Thomas came in. He was like, what is that? I was like, it's a sloth. That's actually very helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's so fun. You're going to have to send me a picture of that. I love it. Oh, I will. We will put it in the show notes. Please do. (laughs) So as you think, so I want to make sure to continue to challenge you and get you what you need in that area of the rest and slowing down. And it sounds like you have a lot of good um, ideas for what that could look like with um, quiet time and lunch with your husband, things like that. Um, how will you know that that you've done that area justice when what happens? Oh gosh, um, I will know I did it justice when I feel more refreshed hmm. than um, like routined. And I think right now I'm like I have a routine where I check my emails at nine and I check my emails at four. Like I 
Um, and I like the routine. I think routine is healthy, but I want it to be less of an obligation and more something that I look forward to. And because what I do, I love to do. It scares me when it starts becoming an obligation. Like Mm -hmm. someone would say their normal nine to five is because I serve women and that's my thing and it's a passion. So I would never want my passion just to turn into my, you know, I don't know, profession. I would want it this to be like, I'm, I'm not in vocational ministry, but I kind of am. And it would be really sad if, um, I would, didn't look forward to it. So I think, um, also because my commute is literally 10 steps from my bedroom to my office. So I, it's sometimes really hard for me to like get out of bed and not in like a weird way. That sounded really depressing. It like sometimes it's hard for me to not, like I said, make excuses for myself and say, okay, I can, whether it's something small, like sleep 10 minutes later, or uh. I can do this load of laundry before. Like I want it to be where I am excited about the projects that we're doing. And that's why I look forward to working, not because I like getting things done and like, being able to accomplish something like I, I don't know. I, again, I think this comes from the separation between business and personal, but I think I'll know success in this whenever I feel refreshed and rejuvenated and maybe even because I'm creative, start getting new ideas Mm -hmm. and can gain the confidence to maybe go against the grain on some things that right now freak me out because I haven't had the time to think about it. Yeah. That's so awesome. Okay. So not only are you going to feel refreshed, you're going to have the confidence to do bigger things than you even would have otherwise when you're operating from this space. Yeah. And two, it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I I talked with someone, um, a really good friend and she asked me what my dream was. And I told her I really want to be a speaker. Like I, I love going and speaking to sororities and she's like, you want to be a speaker? And I was like, yeah. She's like, but you've already spoken. I was like, I know. She's like, so that doesn't count as a dream. Like it's happened. I was like, okay. She's like, no, what is your big God-sized dream? And I was like, I don't know if I can think of one. She's like, I would challenge you to think you can't think of one because I don't know if right now you believe he could. And so it frightens you to say it out loud because your pride is thinking it would never happen. So I don't want to claim it. I don't want to be embarrassed. And she's like, but you have to go to those places because you're confident in what the Lord could do not confident in what Rachel could do. And that's when things will start happening. And and so I feel like this is also another theme that I'm learning is like I have to dream big, but it's hard to dream big when I don't have the space to or I don't even know what dreams to dream. And so I, don't, I think I'll know that I'm doing the rest and the stepping away well when these dreams are easier to think of than just the daily things. Okay. And that is a wise friend. Praise for those words. Yeah. And going off of that, Rachel, so thinking, right, you've got to, you know, if our dream, we know that we can accomplish it in our own selves. It's not big enough, right? It's got to be so big that God, um, with it being done, you just know that God was in it, right? And so as you kind of think about that, what maybe, so going back to those different areas, you wanted peace and confirmation with what's next, um, and what that looks like from your personal life. So as you think about that, maybe what, um, where 
aren't you perhaps operating out of your full potential in any of these areas um, that we haven't talked about yet that God is calling you to? Places I haven't been operating out of my full potential. Hmm. I don't know how you would label this, but I feel like I kind of going off the dreams. I do have these dreams, but I haven't set aside the time uh, to honor those dreams or to uh, maybe even elaborate them. Um, So I don't know. Is it weird to say myself? (laughs) I don't know. I think, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how not to ramble. Um, I would want some more space to dream and maybe even if it's like a retreat by myself or with a few other friends that are big dreamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is kind of where the professional comes into personal, but I do well personally when I feel like things are going well professionally. Like it's, I think that's why it's hard for me to, to stop working is because I can't get to a stopping point just because there's a breath or like someone stopped talking. I want the stopping point to be when things feel good so that then I can go on and do something else and not feel like I left a mess. Um, and so I feel like I can do my family and I can do friendships and I can do health or all the other things I listed well when I feel like I am like on par with what the Lord has for me, which I do have big dreams and they a lot of them are personal, but a lot of them are also professional. So I think another thing is just allowing myself some time to breathe and dream, but then also okay. um, inviting people into those dreams too and not being selfish with them, but like inviting people into dream with me and not feeling silly about it. Not at all. Um, and how cool is that too, that it almost ties in that rest piece, the time to pause and reflect in this friendship piece to perhaps go deeper with some people than you would have otherwise. Right. Yeah. That's so awesome. Okay. So as you think about creating the space to dream um, and recognizing that this is, there's a lot of potential fruit to be found and a lot of the Lord's direction to be found in that place. um, What do you need to kind of do next to move forward in that area? Hmm. I think I need to write my dreams down because a lot of my dreams are in my head. Yeah. And I think that Thomas and I need to go on a business expense dinner. That's what we call dinners where we talk business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we just talk them through because I really want him to be on board. I think I've, I've supported a lot of his dreams for a long time Yeah, and um, it feels so, so just sweet and intimate when he is supporting mine. And so, and I would only really want him to support them. So, I mean, maybe just one, write them down. And then two practical next step is to plan a day or a treat or a dinner with just Thomas and I where we can chat through things and he can maybe even speak into the dreams and give me new dreams and visions I didn't even think I had. So those are two things I can do. Doesn't that sound fabulous? Yeah. I was like, okay, can a vacation be business expense? I don't know. Just kidding. Um, 
And I then, cannot yeah. wait to hear all about that. I can't wait to share all of it with you. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So as you think about these different areas, these different categories of your personal life, um, to maybe even tying it all together in a way, um, what belief, Rachel, would you say that you kind of feel God prompting you to operate out of as you step into these areas in your life? Ooh, that's really good. Um, one is I think this all the time. Like, I just feel like mm-hmm. the spirit speaks to me this one specific phrase, but it's I'm bigger than you are. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a Rachel show. This is not, I mean, if you fail, it's you didn't lose. You just learned. Like, these things I feel like I struggle with because of pride. And so having to humble myself and recognize my position in this relationship with God is really important. And um, so I think one, knowing that he's bigger than me, but then two, I actually, so House Fires has a new album out right now. Um, It's called House Fires 5. But one of the songs, I don't remember the name of it, but it goes, um, God's not worried, so why do I worry? And knowing that, I don't know, gave me so much peace when I heard it. Because it's something I knew with my mind, but I feel like it made the connection finally to my heart. Like, God is not concerned or worried about things going wrong or happening or not happening. Like, they, it's actually already been taken care of. We're just now living it out. And so if he's not worried, then I don't really have the permission to be worried either. Because at the end of the day, we win. So whether the duty list got done or you forgot to call the friend. Like I don't have to be worried because it's being taken care of by a gracious God that doesn't want to see me fail just as much as I don't want to fail. And I think I just need to. So as you share that aloud to you, like what is maybe the thought or emotion that comes up if you had to put a word to it? Oh, I'm about to start bawling. (laughs) I just feel so much more loved than I give him credit for because I don't stop and think through what he's done for me or like the times he's come through that I don't know. I, I easily forget about all the things that he's done because they're easy. Like I'm breathing and we have food to eat tonight. Like that is a blessing, but because it's just so normal, I think I forget that like he's taking care of it when it should not have been taken care of. And even with more tragic things, like my worst fears have happened in some areas of my life and I'm okay. So why does whatever comes next concern me? And I don't know. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with lots of peace and feeling so super loved and championed, which I love. (laughs) That word overwhelmed kind of came to me too. I'm thinking of the, the, I think it's Big Daddy Weave song, um, but it's just so humbled. You've said that word so many times too when we pause and we recognize just how wildly and recklessly loved we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And how do you want to intentionally carry that forward? Because that is, I mean, that is a treasure. I want you to be able to keep that so close to your heart. Yeah. Um, I want it ri- this is super cheesy, but I want it written somewhere. Like I want it to be almost like framed on my bookshelf in my office. Like it doesn't matter what happens today. 
mm-hmm. you win. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're championed. Yeah. Um, and then I think, too, like, when I start believing it for other people is when I know, like, I'll, I'm believing it for myself. So, like, when I feel like there's no more competition and I feel and I'm able to celebrate other people in the ways that they're being taken care of and champion them, I think is when I'll know, like I feel secure and I feel championed and that's why I'm able to overflow. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start looking out for that. That is a good one. So well put. Awesome. And as we kind of ramp down one more thought to consider, right? So operating out of your most spiritually healthy self, um, what else might we need to consider in order to rest in that peace and confirmation um, with what is next? Hmm. Um, I need to consider that. It's I, I'm not the only one doing it. Like I have community and I have friends and family that are beside me. So in the moments I get overwhelmed or I am talking myself out. Like I have people to keep me accountable. Um, So I need to not forget about that resource. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And it's so neat how it connects to that area too, that God is just nudging you to, to walk into a little bit more intentionally. Love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Rachel, that about brings us to the end of your coaching session today something that we ask at the end of everyone, as you know, right, is what was your most valuable takeaway or aha moment from today? I think it was at the end when I realized that, I didn't realize, (laughs) I feel like I was spoken to that I Um, am a treasure and I have a mission that's only for me and he is just as excited to see it come to fruition as I am. And, um, he's not keeping anything from me. So I don't know. I know a new aspect of God. I love that. Oh, praise him. I just see this vision, right. Of like Jesus on the sidelines with you, his arm around you, just cheering you on and, you know, pat on the back. Well, it died. Well, well done. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Oh, so good, Rachel. Okay, well, let's pray together to wrap up your time today. Okay, love that. Okay, great. Father God, thank you so much. Um, You're such a good, good father. You love us so deeply, more than we could ever know or imagine or comprehend. Um, And thank you for just a little glimpse into more of what that looks like today, Lord. We thank you so much for the areas that um, Rachel is just rocking. She's doing such a good job um, in so much of her personal life and professional life, but we know that everything that she is capable of and has done and will do, it's through you and your strength. And we praise you for that, Father. We thank you so much that her marriage is in such a sweet space, Lord. Um, We're so grateful that you are building them up as a youth as a unit and as a union to continue to um, serve you and to help people know you, God. And we thank you through what you're doing through their marriage together, Lord. We thank you so much for this um, beautiful season of some space and some just time to pour into her household. And again, to just love her husband so well in doing that, God. Um, And we just are so, so much celebrating that she's recognizing the sweetness of that right now, Lord. 
And then in the areas where she maybe feels called to, to shift or to do something a little different, God, in those areas with um, friends and family, Lord, give her the humility and give her the strength to step into these new places, God, um, and to do them almost it's, it's for you, Lord. It's for honoring you and what you're doing in, in her life and being able to pour out, Lord, because she knows. She uh, was just reminded so much today of how you just love her recklessly and abundantly. Lord. So let that be the fuel. Let that be where she operates from. Let that be where she rests in, Lord. Um, and let it just be so evident. Let Rachel be such a testimony and testament to others um, of your goodness, God. We lift this all up in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're amazing at what you do. <laughs> It's so much fun. I'm so honored to be able to do this with you and just love that it is such a fun tool that God uses to speak to us. Absolute tool. Thank you. Of course. Of course. When I was talking to my friend about letting today's episode go live, she said, Ooh, that's spicy. I thought that was the perfect answer for this. Yes, it feels a little spicy. It totally is a different conversation than maybe you're normally used to around here, but I hope you're able to find freedom in one way or another. Maybe you can relate to something that's going on in my life. Maybe you relate to some of the words that Alexandra had to say and took them into your own heart personally for you. I just felt led and moved to kind of open up this conversation to the public to bust the stereotypes of counseling and coaching and all the things that are introspective, but maybe to empower you to make that call, make an appointment and sit down with Alexandra yourself. If you love today's episode or are just enjoying the podcast in general, I would love if you head over to iTunes and left us a review. You can write out a review, paragraph, a sentence, whatever it looks like, or you can just hit whatever star rating you would like to rate us. Either way, it's just so helpful for me to have an idea of what you're loving and how I can best aid and help you in this community. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. You'll get instant notification when a new episode goes live. So if there's any extra episodes, mini episodes, or something that's not on a Wednesday that might just be a surprise, you won't miss it. I'm so thankful you guys are here, hoping you had the best week, hoping this next season of transition looks really great for you, whether it's sending your kids to school, going to school yourself, starting a new job, or whatever August in this beautiful new season holds for you. I am here with you, cheering you on through it, and hope you feel a little bit more met in your mess. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time.